Well, good morning, Edgewater Baptist Church. And for me, it's a privilege to be here, standing here this morning. It's all for the grace of the Lord. I don't deserve it, but the Lord is allowing um, me to be here and serve in this church. My name is Ed Kral. It's a kind of a Dutch uh, last name. You don't need to mention it. It's okay. You can just say Ed. I will take it. So, um, well, uh, I came here to do my internship, and uh, I became a member uh, of the church. And uh, I really love it here. I really like it here. Um, for me, it's a, I, I sense that it is a safe place. And the church is supposed to be a safe place where people can come and delight in the presence of the Lord. So, thank you all so much for having my family and I here serving in this church. Well, our text this morning is uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 19 to 22, as uh, our sister read it uh, this morning for us. So, live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you walk out of this place today, I want you to take one thing in your mind. Live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for being a good God. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love that you have for us, Lord. Because you love us. And with a, a genuine love, it's not the love, it's not the worldly love, but this is the love that comes from the Father, from above. Thank you for your mercy with us. Lord, we don't deserve anything. And Lord, for your grace, we are here sitting this morning because of one perfect sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross for us. And we want to thank you for that. We want to say thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for sending your only begotten Son to us. And he's, he's, he's with us here. He's, he's present here. Welcome, Jesus. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Father. Move us this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 19 to 22. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophesize, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Well, this Bible verse speaks about quenching the, the spirit. And we might feel like quenching is a word used for thirst. When we are uh, very thirsty and we drink water, we, we do quench that thirst, right? We say, Oh man, I'm thirsty, I'm going to drink some water or a Coke or a Sprite and you will feel satisfied. Ah, this is good. It quenched the spirit. But this Bible verse is not speaking about using water to lessen the thirst. The word quench means to extinguish, to, to put out. It's more like putting out a light or smothering a fire. 
Have any of you are taking your children to, to Navy Pier lately? It is free on Thursday evening from 5 o'clock uh, and go up. Um, we used to go there with our daughter Johanna when uh, she was uh, uh, um, younger. So the first place Johanna will go is the section of the, the, fire, the fire truck. So she will go in, take the fire uh, jacket and put it on, and then the helmet, and then she will jump on the fire truck. And then he will, she will take one of the hosts and do as if he's pulling off, of pulling out a fire. So you have to have a good aim in order to manage that, that host and be able to pull out, put out that fire. And Joanna wasn't able to do that. So the, the host was going all over the place. So what is it that gave life to the flame? It's the oxygen, right? And the best way to extinguish a flame is to deprive the, uh, the, the oxygen. The quicker, the better. So the Holy Spirit um, to the believer is the oxygen for the flame. The church should develop a habit of listening to and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit didn't come to be a spectator in the church. He came to be in charge of his church. He is quenched when we do not seek his leadership. He is quenched when we substitute programs and tradition for genuine worship. He is quenched when rejoicing is absent, when prayer is neglected, when gratefulness is uncommon, when truth is ignored, and when compromise is tolerated. Well, in this passage, Paul gave five commands to the church back then and also for us today. Five commands that we are going to look in this morning. So this is not a list of don't and do's. It's not the checkbox that you check, I'm doing this and doing that, and then you turn around and walk away. But it is more the type of relationship, church, that the Lord God wants with his children. When God speaks, where God speaks, we listen what he's saying and we do what he's telling us to do. It's that type of relationship that the God wants with us. It's the vertical relationship. The vertical relationship and then we go out and do what the Lord is asking us to do. It's the sign of the cross, right? God, relationship with God, we go out and do what the Lord is asking us to do. What is the Lord asking us to do this morning? Let's look again at the, at the passage. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from from form form of evil. The first two verses are, are the negative, what you and I should not do. And the three last verses are the, the, 
the things that we should do as church and as individuals. So let's look at the first command. Do not quench the spirit. The word quench is to cause a fervent activity to cease. You know, after you, you, you're done with your barbecue, the, 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 you, you, the charcoals are, did their job, you take water and you, you pour it in there to seize the fire, right? So that's, that's quench. So let me tell you this. If you are on fire for the Lord, stay on fire for the Lord. I'm on fire today. That's why I wear this sweater. I'm on fire for the Lord today. So stay on fire. No se apaga el fuego del Espíritu Santo. Amen. So the verb describes an action that makes something disappear completely. If you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit abides within your human spirit to bring about God's purposes in your life. So therefore, we cannot quench the Spirit of God. It is the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer church. He wants to dwell in us with all His power. Listen, with all His power. The Holy Spirit does not give you just a glimpse. He wants to be with His whole power in you. And these are the things that the Spirit came to do in each one of us lives. He convinced us that we are sinners. Isn't that good? Isn't that cool? Because we are sinners. And he convinced us. John 16, 8, the act of convicting. He converted us from sinners to sin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Titus 3, 5, the act of regenerating. He comes to live within us. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, the act of indwelling. He counsels us in the way we should go. John 14, 26, the act of teaching. He causes us to obey God's will. Ezekiel 36, verse 27, the act of empowering. He controls our behavior. Acts 13, 52, the act of filling. We will fill with the Holy Spirit. He communicates our unspoken prayer. Romans 8, 26, the act of interceding. He confirms our destiny in heaven. The act of sealing. So those are the things that the Spirit came to do in our life. Now, now envision this. If you have a battery or, or in, a, in a flashlight, you need to put the batteries in the flashlight, and this flashlight will be on because of the power of the battery. How much more the power, light, and direction that come from God through His Holy Spirit. So this is important. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. We cannot stifle it. So let's look now how we can quench the Spirit of the Lord. Because we do, don't we? I do. You do. We all do sometimes. We quench the Spirit. So by doubting and distrusting God's love and promises, we quench the Spirit. By refusing to submit completely to God, we quench the Spirit. By neglecting personal time with God through His Word, we quench the Spirit. By refusing to act or speak as the Holy Spirit leads, 
we quench the Spirit by resenting circumstances that God allows to come into our lives. We quench the Spirit. We quench the Spirit by fearing. We have fear sometimes that they control of our lives. And the Spirit of God is not a spirit of fear. But we fear. We have fear in our life. Another way that we can quench the Spirit is in verse 2. Commandment number 2. Do not despise prophecies. When we despise something, we are saying this is, this is worthless and have no value in this. So the Pharisees despised Jesus and his, his words of wisdoms. They hated Jesus to death. So I, I want to explain a little bit in short what is prophecy. It is simple, the word that was inspired and breathed by God himself. Um, it's a communication of a divine message through a human. So God used people to, to, to bring his, his message like always he did. So it can be through a pastor, a teacher, or, or any preacher can bring over the word of God. You know, one thing that I like of this church is that this church is a Bible-based church. So every week, since I'm, I, I, I am here, I don't know before, but since I became here, the messages I heard was out of the Word of God. They use the Bible to, to teach us, to preach us, to direct us, to instruct us. And the Word of God is powerful. And that's something I really, really love of this church. And guess what? In the time of Paul, the church in Thessalonica doesn't have a Bible like we have today. So it was more difficult for them. And, and I can understand that uh, um, prophecy can be, can, be very, can be very dangerous as well. So we need to be careful. We need to be very careful. So they didn't have a Bible like we have in our own language. We have Bible in English, we have Bible in Espanol, we have Bible in Papiamento, we have Bible in Dutch. So God is good. We are blessed, church. We have it. We have the prophecy. The Bible is complete. Here it is. And that's why we must not despise the prophecy. And we don't have that problem today. Because we have the Bible, we have the Word of God. And we have also the Spirit of the Lord living in us, guiding us, leading us according to the Word because the, 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 the Spirit is behind His Word. The Word of prophecy gives us hope today and also for our future. The person who prophesies speaks to edify, encourage, edify, and exhort the Christian community church. Please do not despise the prophecy. Don't do it. Um, my wife has a story, and many of you um, who were here two weeks ago in the um, downstairs um, heard a part of her story. And um, before she became a believer... She was seeking for the Lord. 
And one day, she fell on her knees, and uh, he said, Lord, um, if you exist, show me. Um, a couple of days after that prayer, she, wanted, uh, she, she needed to fly to the Netherlands. So um, in the plane, somebody approached her and, uh, and told her, I have a message um, for you from Jesus. Tengo un mensaje para ti de Jesús. And um, at that threw my wife out a little bit because there was a guy named Jesus who was her neighbor and <laughs> he had a mental problem. And my wife asked him, which Jesus? And the man told him, the Jesus, the one of Nazareth, the one who died for your sin, he is alive. So she got the prophecy without knowing. So this is part of the story, and I want you to keep that in mind because I need to finish it. It's not going to be long, okay? <laughs> so as we see the verses 19 and 20 were the two don'ts. And now we are going to look for the two dots. So the things, three things we should practice continually till Jesus is back. Verses 21 and verse 22. But test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So test, hold, and abstain. From every evil. This is what the text is saying here. So let's look at the first one. Test and hold fast. Verse 21. Test everything. So when we test something, we make a critical examination of something and to see if this thing is real. So we, we must be good detectives to investigate and make a good research to find out the reality of the matter. When you got the word of prophecy from, from somebody who is a believer, you need to test to know what the person is telling is coming from the Lord. The first thing is to, I, I would suggest you to pray and ask the Lord about the prophecy received. Because it is God who knows the plan that he has for each one of us. Second, Study scriptures and allow God to speak to you through his word. When Bill said, God, the only way that God speaks to us is through his word. He said, this man is preaching my, preaching my message here. Come on, Bill. But it's true. It's true. So make sure that you are seeking to know the God of the word as well the word of the God. If any prophetic word doesn't line up with the principle of the word of God, then we have the right to question it or reject it. There has to be a basis, church, for testing the words given. And the Bible is that basis. Are you with me? Thirdly, talk with people who know you well. Talk with your elder, your small group people, your friends, and ask them to help you really pray about this matter. And don't deny it at first. So now I'm going to finish the story of my wife. So she, 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 she doesn't know the Lord. She prayed, and she said, Lord, if you ex exist, 
let me know. Right? And the Lord sent somebody, the Lord used a Hispanic man to talk to her life and let her know that Jesus is alive. So she has something now that she needs to make the research. She needs to, need to do something with what she heard because it was an answer of her prayer. Right? So what my wife did, she bought a Bible. And she started reading the Bible and she found out in the Bible that Jesus is alive. And then she got an invitation to go to the church. And in church, she heard the gospel again. And then she got somebody to disciple her through the process. And that's why she's my lovely wife today. And I want you guys to know that she gave me a kiss. A kiss that I cannot forget. She will say that that's not, but... Anyways... I'm not going to go in that direction right now. But she became a born-again Christian. And God prepared her for it. What a blessing. Lord, I'm happy. So we need to test everything and hold on to what is from God. Right? Command number four, hold fast what is good. Hold fast. This is an ongoing thing, church. We need to hold fast. This is where we continue believe to believe and practice on to the truth of God. In good times and in times of hardship, we must follow the instruction the Lord is giving us through His Word. Church, we cannot be only hearers of the word. We need to be doers of the word. They go hands in hands. You hear and you walk in faith and do it. Well, um, last week, um, sorry, last year, um, for you who, who don't know, um, we went through a tough time. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer. And I remember sitting in the hospital um, the very next day after um, they examined me and uh, told me that I, I have cancer. So the very next day, early in the morning, I was up sitting on my bed and I said, I have cancer. The first thing that comes to my mind was, and I speak it too, I said, thank you, Lord. I didn't say anything else. I just say. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit brings to my mind 1 Corinthians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. In cancer, in, 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 in hungry, in, in poor, you name it. Give thanks in all circumstances. And my circumstance was cancer. So I said, thank you, Lord. Why? Because this is the will of God for you, Ed. You are in Christ. This is the will of God for you. Just say, just say thank you, Lord. I said, I'm not going. I am going to serve the Lord with the same passion in the, in the, in the condition or of my circumstances right now. I'm going to hold fast to what I know is true. So the decision I made was, I am not going to question God. 
I'm not going to ask God, Lord, why you, you allow me at your servant to have cancer? I'm not going, I decided that I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to focus on to cancer. I'm going to focus on Jesus. Because he is my Lord. He is my God. And I wanted to focus on him. Church, it was a time for me to put my faith into action. So what I did, I practiced all the things that I preach and encourage other people all the time. You know, because people, people will, 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 what's watching me, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to react. So I said, I need to practice what I prophesy all the time. So I want to love the Lord in good times and in times of hardship. I shared the gospel with many nurses. I, I gave marriage counseling. One day I remember one was my best friend. He came with, uh, with his wife and I needed to give them a marriage counseling. And I had such a headache. But I wanted to serve in that condition. I didn't say no. I made videos uh, for friends and family on, on the islands. Guys, listen to this. My videos went viral with the good message of the gospel preached. Man, I was so happy. It was an interesting moment for me to make advantage of that time and preach the gospel of the Lord in that circumstances. I said, nothing is going to extinguish my fire. In that circumstances, with the body of cancer, I'm going to preach the gospel. Because I want people to be safe. I choose to hold on the truth and be a blessing and an encourager for many people. What are some difficulties that you are going through and that you are thinking, I'm going to quit this Christianity thing. I cannot stand it anymore. This is hard. What are your conditions? What are your circumstances that really make you to discourage and, and doesn't allow you to hold fast on the truth of God? Another thing that we should do continually is to abstain. Stay away from evil. Abstain. The word abstain means to, to some a good distance away from, from wicked things. Guys, let's not underestimate spiritual things. Remember that the evil things can lead us astray from the truth of God. So stay away, please, stay away. Do not think that, that you are, are, do not think that you are a superhero. You are not. If you, if you were a superhero, you, you need to be in Hollywood. <laughs> but we are not the superheroes. Not Wonder Woman, not Superman, not Spider-Man, not Flash. But because of the Spirit, because of the filling of the Spirit, we are strong in the Lord to say no unto sin. The Spirit help us to, to abstain from, from evil things. It's because of the Spirit. And when we are involved in evil things, 
the Spirit of God will not go with us. You know, if you want to do evil things, at walk out of yourself. So well, you go, and the Spirit will stay there. He won't go with you. He's not the Spirit that, that, that leads people to do evil. Because evil is not from God. Abstain from evil and realize that God's plan is to conform you to the image of Christ. God wants us to be like Jesus, like his son, to follow his examples. Abstain from evil and choose to be under the authority of Jesus. That's the church because Jesus is the head of the church. Abstain from evil and choose to be under the authority of Jesus. So then relinquish your right to be in control of your own life. The Spirit wants to control us. That's why we have it. And God knows that we cannot do this alone. The Spirit is our helper. He's our guidance. He's our friends. He's cheering us every single day. Stay away from evil, church. Like Bill said, it's garbage. Evil is garbage, friends. It's messy. So, now we know. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophesying. Test everything. Test everything. Hold fast. Abstain from evil. What now, church? What now? How should we react unto this message? Church, let's recognize the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us. To teach us and to guide us. Listen with your heart to the one sent of the Father. The Spirit came from the Father. Listen to the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit. Listen to his reminders of the truth as spoken by our Lord and Savior Jesus. In conclusion, the Spirit of God was not given to us to be quenched. Listen to this, guys. Let's look at the, let's look at the passage again. So it means if I quench the Spirit... I will despise prophecy. I will not test. I will not hold fast. And I will not abstain from evil. But I will give in to, to evil. The Spirit came from God to do His will and to be under His control. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Be your, to be your personal supernatural problem for living a holy life. We have been called to be holy. God set us apart to be holy, to be used only by Him. We cannot be holy in our own efforts. Remember that. We must rely on the Holy Spirit who enables us to live a holy life. Church, let's be on fire for the Lord. Because when the Spirit came, comes, it comes with power and fire. 
Don't let any circumstances, church, extinguish the fire of the Holy Spirit in us. Jesus, who was man and God at the same time on earth, was led and was relying on the Spirit of God. He was on fire. I love that man. What a great example. He was every single day, you know where? In the presence of the Lord, five o'clock in the morning. He was sitting and talking, communicating with the Lord. And when he finished, he will go out and do what the Lord has given him through that relationship and vision. And he was a light. He went to many, many places to share the good news. He was following the instruction of the Lord from what he had listened from his father. That was Jesus' lifestyle, church. If we are led by the Spirit, we will not quench the Spirit. With the help of the Spirit, we will not despise prophesy. With the help of the Spirit, we can test everything. With the help of the Spirit, we can hold fast to the truth. With the help of the Spirit, we will abstain from all evil. Church, I need to go. My time is up. But before that, let me pray for you. So we all as a church, as a body, can live by the Spirit. Pray with me, please. Father God, thank you for your goodness. Lord, you have given us your Spirit. We are not alone. We have a helper. We have a good friend that loves us. And he wants the best for us. He wants our good. And Father, help us to live by the Spirit. Help us to depend on your Spirit. Help us to be filled with your Spirit. Help us to be sensitive unto your Spirit as a church. Help us, Father, to use the gifts that you have given us through your Spirit. And help us to be relational, relational in this church. By serving one another, Father, with your Spirit. Help us, Father. Help us to be plugged in, Father, every single day, Father. To be at the same channel with your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.